So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Patreon might not know why we were delayed. I had a death in the family and it really threw us out of whack, but we're back. We're back on track. I was gone for like two weeks and then you were gone, but we are back in action. We have a new theme song. Do we? Maybe. (laughs) You say this. You said this several times. I want to say it every week until it actually happens, but this time it might actually happen. So in our time off, we <laughs> fill in the blank. I've done. This a, is an interactive lot. game. We want you to fill in the blank. Basically, so uh, Solo came out on DVD. Yes. Not you. You yeah, did not. Yeah. For a come second, I was like, "What?" Yeah. yeah. Solo, the the our favorite movie. So again, we won't be covering like the Solo stuff. We didn't like Solo. So we're not gonna yeah we're not gonna harp on things we're we not, don't like we're not gonna harp on things we don't like and not gonna spend our time focusing on like all of the bonus content on the DVD like we did with the Last Jedi because we don't really care about it but I did read the tie-in novel and I was there for the last by read I mean listen yeah, to it but last little bit of it and honestly I'll listen to most Star Wars books because I really love the narrator who does most Star Wars books. It's Mark Thompson. We've talked about him before. He's a great voice actor. He's amazing. Phenomenal. So good. And unfortunately his voice is not enough for me to get through Thrawn. I mean I got through the first Thrawn, but I yes. still have not been able to get through the second Thrawn even though Padmé and Anakin are there. But only sometimes. That's the problem, right? <laughs> not there enough. Not there enough. I mean, Anakin's. I mean, Anakin and Vader are pretty prominent, but it just Vader doesn't count. Vader Only doesn't count. BS. I just. I don't care about Ron. I just don't. But the solo book actually was pretty decent. I won't. It didn't. It didn't change my opinion of the movie in either way. And mm. because it was a obviously a novelization of the film, I'm not gonna be like, well. Uh-huh. I didn't like this in the movie, and I didn't like it in the book either, because clearly that's true. Right? <laughs> so I'm not going to harp anything, but I think it was a it was a very easy... I listened to it. It was a very easy listen, mm-hmm. and there was a couple fun additions, especially the epilogue. The epilogue was super dope. And I won't, I won't go into spoiler talk for it, just in case you haven't read it, but the epilogue was probably my favorite part in the whole book. I wish it had been in the movie. It should have been! And also, Ben's last name should be Organa. Forever and ever. I will always say this. In case you forgot where this podcast lies. Also, if we sound a bit different, we're trying to figure out... We got a new microphone. Yes. We're, it's not working with our usual recording program. We're still trying to figure it out, so please bear with us. It's supposed to be a much better microphone, so if we can figure it out, hopefully it'll sound better for you guys in the long run. It would, it would indeed. So, going into... Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Do you high-five yourself? I, instead, I, yourself? I, I, like, 
they hit like a f- nerve in my finger and now it's <laughs> numb. Ah, ah nuts. Ah, Cheez-Its. <laughs> so we're going into this week's episode, which is costume symbolism in Star Wars. Well. Originally, I was writing, well, we're going to do this episode probably next week, yes. if not the week after that, sometime near that. I want to talk about the errors and the moral philosophy of the Jedi Code. Yes. But it has a lot to do with... Oh, utilitarianism. And I cannot, for the life of me, say utilitarianism. I mean, you did. You just sound like you're falling asleep when you're saying it. (laughs) Utilitarianism. Utala. Utala. Tarianism. Tarianism. The Tarianism is the part that gets me. I feel. Utilitarianism. Utilitarianism. So I just want to get a little bit better at saying it before we do a whole podcast on the subject. Right. Because it does distract a little bit from points being made. (laughs) It takes away from sounding like halfway intelligent if you can't (laughs) say the word. Yeah. Because I, when I was writing notes for this week's episode, I could not come up with the word for symbolism. I kept on saying symbology, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm, and I'm like, symbology doesn't sound right. I'm pretty sure it's not symbology, but symbology, the study of symbolism. I wonder. Okay, I'm curious. I is, don't think it's a thing. Is symbology, anything. Wombo. Symbology. Wombo. Wombology, the study of wombo. It is! It's the study of use of symbols. So it worked. Okay. But I was definitely looking for the word symbology. Nope, symbolism. <laughs> symbolism. But symbology just rolls off okay. the tongue. Sure it does. Wombo. Wombology. <laughs> wombo. Got it. That deep dive. I don't think SpongeBob's that big of a deep dive, but... I mean, you could probably deep dive into SpongeBob. Probably. There's a lot there. Probably. Like how Krusty Krab, like the... The secret ingredient is crabs. What? Yeah. Is that, like, the thing? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I worked there. That's because it's, like, he's, that's why he's the only crab. It's called a Krabby Patty. Oh, man. <laughs> that's rough, yo. Yep. Gross. Anyway, so this, uh, this week we're talking about costume, symbolism, and Star Wars, which a lot of it, pretty basic. Pretty obvious. Pretty obvious, but... A lot of it actually does go missed, and I think in the sequel trilogy, and I got to go to the Star Wars exhibit in Detroit, and it was unbelievably uh, fascinating. It was a whole exhibit dedicated to the costumes of Star Wars, and I learned so much, and you got to see so many of the costumes in person. I cried when I walked in, because the first thing you see is Amidala, is the Mm -hmm. Queen Amidala dress. And she's just so teeny! She's a small little bean! So little. And just all the work and thoughts that go into these costumes is really interesting. So I thought we'd we discuss it a bit. You're going to have to lead since you were the one that went to the exhibit. But, I mean, I know some of the pretty basic ones. Give me some, give me some good basics. You want some good basics? I do. So Leia, right? <laughs> Princess Leia. <laughs> She's dressed in all white. And Luke, also in the beginning, white. Cause they symbolize hope and light. Did you did you ever did you ever pick up on that? Nailed it first. Well, another basic one. Yep. Luke, last movie, he's dressed in black. <laughs> Cause well, he's struggling with the dark side. Light on the inside. You open up. There's light on the inside. Yep. There we go. You got anyway, it. Anyway, let's start with the prequel <laughs> trilogy before we go into this the original trilogy. Okay, that's easy too. Anakin Skywalker. When you first meet him, he's wearing white, right? <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> 
But we'll, we'll talk a little bit about original trilogy versus prequel trilogy. If I'm saying these wrong, it's because my brain is on fire and melting. But, I mean, there's some big basic differences between the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy, just in terms of costume complexity. Oh, yeah. The costumes are very, very simple in the original trilogy. And is that due to budget? Yes. Likely, yes. <laughs> and they're much more elaborate in the prequel trilogy, but also it does make narrative sense mm-hmm. because we're in the age of the Empire where people just don't care that much about the... Everything is looking a little more boring and droll, and obviously Leia, who is the most high-class tier of all of them. Mm-hmm. She's in a war. She's not wearing all these fancy no. outfits. But meanwhile, in the prequel era, we're supposed to be in this time of of peace of, and extravagance. Yes. Of, there was a time of peace and justice in the galaxy. So they have these really colorful and elaborate outfits. Budget or not, uh-huh. it, it does make narrative sense. So let's go talk about Anakin Skywalker, because he's the most easy one to yes. pin down. And like most of the costume symbolism is in within the Force users. That is not all over the board. Mm-hmm. I just think it's easier to point out Anakin's costume changes and is like Han Solo's. Cause yeah. I, does Hans mean anything? I don't know. He becomes a, a, a carbonite rock. Yeah. That, what does that mean for the inner workings of Han Solo? He's he's that he's a uh, his his stone heart is melting when Leia melts him out of the carbonite. Yeah. Sure. Thumbs up. Nailed it. So, I mean, Anakin going from he goes from white. To, like, brown to black, right? Mm-hmm. Those are his, like, narrative colors, which is obviously, like, him struggling through the dark side. And how he always has darker colors than Obi-Wan. Because there's always that darkness inside of him. Yeah. Except for when he's a little bean. A little, a little bean and kind of, like, the innocence that there is in, within youth. Mm-hmm. And he's a good old kid. Because all of the Jedi, for the most part, just dress in really, in earth tones. Yes. So they're, they're kind of representative of this, like, humble living... That they live of, of the earth-ish in yep. a way, but... It's like the most unassuming colors, right? Mm-hmm. But isn't it isn't Obi-Wan still like pretty light-colored in comparison to the other Jedis? Because he's always dressed in light khaki. And light khaki, I think he's pretty much in the same color scheme as like Mace Windu and stuff. Okay. Like Luminara and stuff are darker colors mm-hmm. as well, but in the grand scheme of thing, if you look at the wide range you have just most of the jedi in browns and neutral mm-hmm. tones yeah. and they tend to be in lighter tones because you are and then you look at anakin you're like huh hmm. something's fishy about the way anakin is dressing in dark browns and leather mm-hmm. black leather hmm. and the, i do want to talk a bit about maul because maul was one of my favorite stops on the costume tour mm-hmm. and it was just really interesting of how they designed how his costume moved and they were just really focused on how it would work when he span and they just really wanted to, his flappies to look like knives like huh. really so his is cut more circular than the other jedis are so it would be more swooshy when he would flip in the air and oh. kind of be sharper have sharper movements interesting and i i loved this about maul cuz you got to see all the concept art about how maul became maul and there's this story of designing Maul, and George Lucas is like, design your worst nightmare. 
And so the guy does it. He designs his worst nightmare. And it's the most terrifying thing uh-huh. you've ever seen. I posted a picture of this on our, our Twitter at Who Talks First. But it's this kind of adolescent boy with, like, really gray skin with this long, bloody hair. It's So it's, like, a red-haired, gray skin thing from what what the thing is it called out of the TV? Like the ring? The ring. Uh-huh. Of that thing. And it's unbelievably terrifying. And they just say, George's note on it was like, okay, maybe your second worst nightmare. <laughs> and, okay, little too scary. Let's, uh, tone it back. Because it is, it's, it's unbelievably terrifying. Because <laughs> children, surprisingly terrifying. Yeah, no. You know? I mean, that's why a lot of horror movies are like, here's a creepy little kid with a doll. Absolutely. That's why it's a, it's a, like, trope. Mm-hmm. And it's like, of all dark side thing, again, there's some, like, some really basic stuff we're gonna say here. Yeah. That it's obvious. Palpatine. Black robes. Whoa! And <laughs> the good guys wear light colors, the bad guys wear dark colors. Yeah. And with Palpatine, like, his journey is more interesting because he gets... This sort of like snake-like uh, texture texture added to his costumes as the movie oh, like progress. Yeah, huh. so he has this like they they get darker, they become red, and they become like they have this like snake-like texture just to kind of show you what's happening. That to he's him. a snake. That he's a snake. He's a lion snake. And this isn't totally on topic, but I do I do like how they did this. Because, so for so long, with when we just had the original trilogy, and if you didn't know, I mean, again, without, we didn't live that long without the, without the prequel trilogy. Right. Because the prequel trilogy is our, is our childhood era. Mm-hmm. But without the context of the prequel trilogy, when you see pa- Pater, that's my ah. ship, Vader Palpatine, forever. Shut up. Uh, when you see Palpatine and you see Vader. It could also be Padme and Vader, oh, just saying. Yeah, Pater. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. Um, when you see Palpatine and Vader all, like, unmasked in their faces, you kind of assume the dark side is what did that to them. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just a natural process of things, is that when you use the dark side, it's going to suck away your life until you look like that. But I really actually do like how they made it so it wasn't that way, but it's just, like, these incidents that they caused by... Going to the dark side is what scarred them. Yeah. So it was the, obviously the fire and the lightning. The force lightning. Yeah, because it kind of just changed the context of that. And I I do I do kind of appreciate that symbolism in itself, that mm-hmm. it wasn't the dark side itself that made them like that, but it was the actions that, whatever. I'm it was like, say. it was a reaction from their own, like, doing. Yeah. Because it was like, it didn't happen to Dooku. No, he was a handsome boy. He was a good boy. Yep. And Kylo? Hasn't happened to him yet. No, he, he got boo-boo, but... It's hot, so... He's still good. He also hasn't tried to force lightning anything yet, so... No. Mm. He also doesn't have Sith eyes, everybody, because he's not he's a, a Sith. Sith. He's not. Ah! And, like, insert clip here. I'm not going to do it because no. that's involved so much effort of him being like, the Sith should be done and the Jedi should be done. They're both stupid. They're both dumb. Insert Kylo clips of him thinking everything is stupid, please. Except for Ray, because he wants to touch fingers. Who wants to touch fingies? 
So, and, and the last big thing about the, the prequel trilogy, and I guess we'll talk a little bit about uh, maybe some little more questionable things the sequel trilogy, or the prequel trilogy does in terms of costumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that the prequel trilogy unfortunately does rely on is sometimes some racial stereotypes, mm-hmm. which ain't always the best thing. And the point of costume design, and the whole point of a lot of design in, like, costume, makeup, set, is you need to tell a story in as it, as quickly as possible. Right. You need to rely on the symbolism and... and it kind of just stereotypes. Yeah. And, and like, these visual cues. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, when you see, like, these dark colors, you think of, like, darker motives. And when you see brighter colors, you think of, like, ah, the, the, the purer ones. Uh-huh. And when you, especially when you're in film, you don't have time to, like, fully develop everything without using these these visual cues. Because, yeah, you see Maul, you look at him, you're like, he's got this glowing yellow eyes. If you don't know nothing about him, but you look at Kid Vader, you're like, huh, he looks like... But you look at Revenge of the Sith Vader, and you're a little bit like, he's got, he's got a scar on his face, mm-hmm. he's, I mean, he's, but he's still pretty handsome, but he's wearing darker colors now. Mm-hmm. You kind of just have to rely on these three-second cues. Right. Which is a lot of, I, I think we've talked about this before, in terms of character design, and this happens a lot in animation, mm-hmm. is that the the bad guys have these sharper features. Smaller eyes. Smaller eyes that, when like, they have these pointier things, so they're like, oh, that makes you think of things that are dangerous, so they're, like, the bad guys. and then But you have the good guys who look like babies. Yeah. Your good guys always have these big eyes, or especially, like, Disney princesses round faces and so you immediately want them to take care of them yeah and or you want good things for them you want you good want... things yeah exactly like that so unfortunately this is helpful in some ways but unfortunately it does sometimes rely on some pretty negative stereotypes mm-hmm. which in let, let's talk about i mean this is in the original trilogy too but in the sequel prequel trilogy the sand people yeah um and this is something on the tour that they actually addressed, which I was very impressed that they actually took the time to address this. So the sand people themselves are seen as monstrous, like they're not human, they killed Anakin's mother, they're supposed to be not good people, right. you know? And it relies heavily on two visual cues, which is, one, you could think of it as just people who live in the desert, and so we... These are sand people, so they're people who live in the desert. So obviously we're going to go to desert areas yeah. for inspiration for their outfits, which tends to be a little bit more based on the Middle East. Mm-hmm. So we see a lot of Arab influences yeah. in the sand people. But then you get, yeah, it could just kind of leaves a not great yeah. image. Yeah. When you're a kid, you don't see it. But also when you're a kid, you see sand people first because... You may not have, you may, if you're obviously from America or right. s- some other place, you may not know what the traditional Arab dress is. Do you see, like, sand people and think them themselves awful and then see these outfits and go, oh, I don't like a real group of people because 
of so you remind me of that. Of remind me of that. It's interesting because as a kid, I never put the two and two together, mm-hmm. and the sand people to me were also just aliens to me. Yeah, like they weren't. I never even considered them like. Never made that connotation. You, in my you mind. never see their face, mm-hmm. and I think that's intentional. Yeah. Is that are Anakin, they humans underneath? The, I don't think they're humans. Okay, but they're. An alien it doesn't species. matter. Yeah, the racism still lives there, but it, like. In my brain, I never even... Because I think that's really part of it, because George Lucas does that a few times with the Stormtroopers yeah. as well, is that you don't really know what's underneath, so you can't consider them people. Yeah. You're like, well, I don't I don't see a body, a face, hair, something that I can... Correlate with human relate being. Relate to, exactly. Uh-huh. So I don't really care what happens to you. Mm-hmm. But... Makes sense. I mean, that's how they get away with it a lot in cartoons and stuff, mm-hmm. too, right? Killing robots. Yeah. Well, most of the time, it's robots. They're like, it's a robot, quote-unquote. On Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's what we had to do. Mm-hmm. So, like, when going through the costume tour, I was actually really impressed that that's something they bothered addressing, because... What did they say on it? Like, they were just like... I, I was listening to the audio tour, mm-hmm. and he was just like, sometimes when we are so quick to think of visual cues that make us think certain things, the one guy who was doing the, like, narration, he was like, I personally think the Sand People are based on unfortunate racial stereotypes, Mm -hmm. but other people might just be, like, they're people who live in the desert, so... They have these. They have these outfits, Mm -hmm. because they're people who... They don't want the the sand in their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I was just impressed for them for even bringing it up because you would think that was something they would try to. They ignore. don't want to. They would try to ignore mm-hmm. because there is a lot of borrowing from Pat for Padme's outfit. Oh, especially as for well. Padme. Yeah, the, a lot of uh, Tibetan, African, a lot of Asian influences for Padme's outfit. A lot of Chinese influence for sure. Yeah, that's there, and with all the use of red, especially like and like speaking on Padme and herself, mm-hmm. and that how her character journey goes at first when we meet her she's a queen and she's very head to toe covered with everything everything it, i mean opulence ve- everything is very gorgeous these big elaborate headdresses but you you don't see like skin on padme Mm-mm. besides her face but even her face has like face skin on it it's yeah. everything is super head to co- head to toe covered and she's beautiful mm-hmm. don't get me wrong but but she's a, like a doll, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, w- when we get to the uh, second film, when it's more of a romance, you can't, you see the, like the hair come down. Mm-hmm. You see the outfits to become a little more <laughs> revealing. That's when the BDSM outfit comes out. George Lucas's designed BDSM outfit. Yeah. I... Where I'm like, wow, they're at dinner and she's just wearing a BDSM outfit. She's like, I'm dressed in black. And I'm like, they go fuck. <laughs> It's, I just love that that's, like, the one outfit George designed, and Natalie was just like, come on! <laughs> but she loved the picnic gown. The picnic gown's my personal favorite, because mm-hmm. it it's a very romantic outfit. Yeah. It's, it's still, I what? think... What? The BDSM outfit isn't romantic enough for you? <laughs> I mean, I won't use the word romantic, necessarily. <laughs> Sensual. She's about to dom that situation. Yeah, she is. Uh... That represents that she's the one in power. <laughs> there we go. But she also has 
but like in the terms of the picnic dress, mm-hmm. it's very flowy, and you you see a little bit of just like the shoulders and her hair's down, and it isn't the same sort of sexual as no. the BDSM outfit is, but it kind of just like it's a little more like young and flirtatious yeah. and cute. It's cute because it's more important that this one is the love story, mm-hmm. so you kind of see the state of undress kind of happening. Mm-hmm. This subject will come up later. <laughs> just saying. Um, but you also, with Padme, you know Padme's going to be Luke and Leia's mother, but right. it's not said explicitly yet, but you see her begin to wear things that kind of look like Leia mm-hmm. on Tatooine. She also has, like, the white dress, and she's wearing the little buns. Her little double buns. And she wears those little double buns a few times, mm-hmm. but it just really driving the point home that, like, hey, uh, hey, have you figured it out yet? Hey, that's Leia's mom. Hey. I I, I guess we all figured it out, but... Are we sure? That's that's gonna be her. On subject of Palpatine, not Palpatine, Padme, that's who we're talking about. Stop inserting your ship. You're disgusting. Uh, what was I called it? Pater? Pater. Pater! Vadpatine. Vatepatine. Vatepatine. That sounds like a... That sounds like Vader, like, vaping? Yeah, vapatine is some reused character designs. And there's a lot more than just the three I'm going to mention. But um, for Padme, Mm -hmm. they were showing some concept art and some concept art that they obviously throw away. But Mm -hmm. they keep it all, just in case. They maybe want to use it later. But Mm -hmm. uh, Satine was based off of Padme concept art. Oh, cute. Um, Mother Talzin was based off of Maul concept art. Okay. And, like, the Night Sisters in general, but... Yeah. Specifically, Mother Talzin was a, con- a concept art piece for Maul. Got it. And R2... Or, and BB-8 was based off the original sketch for R2-D2. Because they wanted, they wanted R2-D2 to be a ball. Um, but they just couldn't figure out how to make figure, it. Yeah, they couldn't do it like that. So, they were just waiting for technology to be there. And then it was. It was. And they figured it out. Like, we did sort of cover the original trilogy, but might yeah. as well. Come, yeah, might as well just... Come back here. And, yeah, again... It's pretty I'm, direct. It's pretty, yeah. Luke wears good light outfits. They gradually become a little dingier. But then, bam! But then, bam, so he's wearing all dark. He's, you're supposed to think of Vader. Mm-hmm. And this was actually, like, a concern that uh, Mark Hamill brought up during filming of Revenge... Not Revenge of the Jedi. That was the original filming title. Boom! <laughs> of Return of the Jedi is that he was thinking that his outfits... He was like, hey, George, my outfits look too much like Vader. And George is like, that's the point. <laughs> Idiot. Luke. God. Learn symbolism, Mark. <laughs> and so in the beginning, you kind of have these, like, black Jedi robes. But my personal favorite Luke outfit is the is the all-black outfit he wears with his final confrontation <laughs> with Vader. That it gets, like, swooped open in the end. And that you see there was light on the inside the whole time. Wow, 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 wow. Like, costume symbolism is so big Yeah. in Star Wars. Even these little things that you might think, maybe you're overthinking it. No. You're, you're not. You're not. Co- this is a costume designer's job. Yeah, and anytime, a director's job. Anytime I make an OC, I'm like, all right, now I have to sit down. I've got the, finally figured out the name. I've got all this. Now I have to sit here and think of a costume that's going to make sense narratively for... Oh, my God. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, every costume no. has a bigger narrative meeting, but... But like, for your main characters, generally. 
That's yeah. what a good, well, I shouldn't say it's what a good storyteller is going to do, but that's what I personally think. Well, and I think especially when you have a, uh, when you have a uh, costume designer and a big budget yeah. on, and a director on your team, clearly they're going to spend time thinking about this sort of symbolism. Absolutely. And when you're in this fantasy setting, too, where you really get to play with all of that. Yeah. <laughs> just like a fun story about Padme uh, Abalone. That's the shellfish, right? Sure. All right. I Albacore's the fish. Abalone is the shellfish, right? Albacore is definitely a, a fish. All right. So I'm so. just going to say abalone. They were, they have these shells. It's like the, sh- the iridescent okay. shells that are, are in a few of the Queen of Naboo outfits, depending okay. on which era you are. That makes sense. That one time costume designers were just out to lunch and they just ordered some set shellfish and they were just like, Let's just take this back. And they made a whole crown of their lunch. And oh they my used God. it in the films. That's cute. It is cute. It also sounds expensive. It does. <laughs> uh, like, well, Vardy. It was it. on, it was, that's probably just how they uh, got Lucasfilm to write off their lunch. They're like, yes. oh, if we just, we can order one of the expensive sell- shellfish. And then. And then just take it. And then we can charge the company for lunch. Great. And then we get to eat abalone. <laughs> Yum. Abalone. Ah, baloney. And, oh, uh, I just, I want to own, like, 400 Padme outfits. That's just my goal. Seeing her costumes in They're gorgeous. person is just so gorgeous. But, yeah, let's jump forward to the okay. original trilogy. Got we it. already have a little bit with Like the Dark. And yeah. really, the other big one is Leia. Mm-hmm. And I suppose you can add Mon Mothma in that bunch. Oh, yeah, but you could. Mon Mothma is such, like, a minor part. But she also has, like, big, white huge white flowing yeah. gown where Leia is there to represent this like form of purity mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of like a stereotype that usually I roll my eyes out but I guess but Luke this... is a pure boy too yeah so and this equal was also, opportunity this was also so long ago that like yeah those tropes actually did they absolutely did exist but because of like black and white mm-hmm. film right so the tropes weren't that set in stone yet I guess yeah. I suppose. <laughs> and also, I'm like, Leia's way more of a firecracker <laughs> than, than Luke is. is. Yeah. Luke is the one that should be in all white all the time, while Leia would have been like, yeah, I'm in more grace. Yeah. I mean, Le- Leia goes and just changes. She's, I mean, she's wearing red for, and Bespin is my favorite Leia outfit. Yep. Right? Yes. I think so. That's the one that you talk about all the time. I just, you t- <laughs> just leave me alone! You love, about, you love Bespin Leia. I do love Bespin Leia. But I think for the the rest of this conversation, unless you have anything else you want to point out from the prequels and nah. the originals, mm, no, no, you're just good kids. I was just staring at him. I was like, no, don't think. The so. only other thing that we could really talk about was like the Asian influence and like the Jedi robes and the but like oh yeah oh yeah there's definitely just samurai and Asian influences um, and samurai influences on the Jedi and Vader. Yeah. And with that helmet. And so I guess I'll, like with that, talk a little bit about... I'll start off with Kylo. Because... Why not? It's been like a good old month before talking about Kylo on the podcast. Man, I think Kylo's whole thing is supposed to represent what a good boy he is. And his helmet represents like how open to changes and stuff he is. He's not hiding anything. He's a book ready to read. But like, you're being sarcastic. <laughs> But in this exhibit, 
it was so interesting the way they broke down Kylo's costume. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll start with TFA Kylo, mm-hmm. where his outfit's very ragged, he's head to toe covered, mm-hmm. everything about him is kind of like, not, it's ripped up, he's in this very long outfit, dress. His, his dress, <laughs> yeah, his cowl is torn to shreds, uh. his saber, obviously, it's all not, his mask is even dented, it's not great, mm-hmm. but this is something that Adam and JJ have both addressed, that they, that the chrome on his mask is meant to reflect light, and that is a character mm-hmm. sort of hint there uh-huh. that they chose something that very much reflects Ching. light and it is very bright so that there's just something there. Mm-hmm. And another thing that you immediately think of when you see, when, when you're in the world of Star Wars, when you see the characters dressed in all black, and if you see a character dressed in all black with a, a black helmet, yeah. you're going to think Vader. Yeah. And this is something that I found really interesting on the tour is that the guy giving the tour was like, all right, so you see Kylo, what other Star Wars character do you th- immediately think of when you see Kylo? And then they give you a space to answer, uh-huh. and you're like, Vader! And you're like, right, so you're immediately meant to think of Vader, and that's mm-hmm. his grandfather, and you're thinking, oh, that means he's like a dark side character, but also you're supposed to think of Vader's arc as a whole. Oh, yeah. And so you where Vader doesn't end the films as, as this, Vader. that there was always, like, this light on the inside, that you're not just supposed to think of Vader as, like, an outer shell, you're supposed to think of Vader as an arc when mm-hmm. you see Kylo. So who's inside that shell right now? Mm-hmm. And I very much liked that that was something they focused on. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's something that we've been talking about since day one, mm-hmm. where we were like, yes, it's obviously supposed to be Vader, but is it more Vader or is it Anakin? Like, Kylo is really supposed to represent this struggle again yeah we're seeing this again and where he's kind of and why this this reverse vader in a way that he started off as like this full vader and generally as the movies go on he's kind of taking off he's taking off the pieces literally taking off all of his clothes which i am not against snap (laughs) i mean i'll agree yeah and so when we go to the last jedi kylo he well, he's still head-to-toe covered. He's he's destroyed his mask. He's destroyed the mask. The mask is gone. And his outfit is a little more compact. Mm-hmm. He's not in the dress anymore. He's in a vest. He's still, he's still, like, wearing less. He's wearing less, and he looks way more representative of a, like, of a classic knight, mm-hmm. is what he looks like. Because if you put him next to, like, the Knight's Watchmen in Game of Thrones, you're like, that's the same outfit. Basically. And I love all the, a lot of the, like, promo photos and Mm -hmm. stuff that they have of him, of him in those sort of, like, knight poses, Mm -hmm. where they, right, all right, he's a knight. Where are the others? Where are those other knights? Where are your brothers? Where are they? Your other brothers. The other knights watchmen. I mean, what knights friend? Let's get them. So, because, like, one of my favorite parts about Kylo's new new outfit is that he's wearing a blanket it is one he's wearing a blanket but is the quilt that he's wearing he's wearing a quilted blanket and because it's the quilt that's so strange because i i bet you i don't know this because the the veins on the quilt are with an off-white thread oh are they yeah and wouldn't notice that unless you actually get the seat get that close yes like i've seen a lot of detail photos of it but it's just an interesting choice that they made 
basically put it in the veining of his costume mm. that there's it's like almost that that light is in his blood in a I way. I was gonna say because when you think of quilts, what do you think of? Like grandmother's making a quilt of their like Padme. <laughs> so of, like, grandma made but like it's like the it's a fam- familial thing, right? Mm-hmm. They normally like pass them down, and like each of the squares normally represents something. So yeah, for it to be stitched together with light. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's good. No, I, also, I just like this little minor thing. Yeah, no that, seamstress would do that unless it's on purpose or sister. It it doesn't look correct. No, that's why I think it was an intentional move to it has get, to be to make those seams with white thread, because if you just wanted that quilt effect there, you could use black and you would still be able to see it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you or if you were going these for like really evil, really subtle, it could have been red. That it's, but that's that not there's what... still this light part of him that's mm-hmm. still so it's still like holding him together a little bit yeah i think there's a little bit in there so just because this ties together we'll talk about ray mm-hmm. um i mean they have they have the kind of with padme some a similar state where you start off being fully covered and as your arc goes on which i mean can have some connotations of like women being like m- sex mm. more sexual objects but i, I don't really i don't think that I don't think that that fits with Ray because they've been doing a very good job of not, like, objectifying her. Mm-hmm. And I honestly don't think they really did that with Padme. The only outfit is the BDSM outfit of Padme that I'm like, oh and, my goodness. Well, also Geonosis, where I'm like, oh, I forgot about, I always forget about Geonosis. Her, her, oh, a tummy midriff, huh? I How guess is her guts not spilled the, open? The slave Leia, the Geonosis Padme, I, I guess have been forgiven because we got gratuitous Kylo. And we, we do have shortly gratuitous... Anakin, mm-hmm. and we technically have gratuitous Luke, but it is not a good look in my opinion. No, it's not. Um, what I want, I'll forgive them when they give us gratuitous Obi Wan. <laughs> uh, give me my Obi Wan movie. Have you in hot silver? It's Fox? just all about the, Sky- the Skywalkers of the fan service family. But but Obi Wan, <laughs> and but like speaking with so with Ray, mm-hmm. she starts off very bright colors, mm-hmm. so you get the kind of the Luke symbolism where her colors get darker and you also get the Padme symbolism where she becomes a little more revealed. But again, it's not like she's wearing sexy outfits. She just Mm -hmm. goes from being head to toe covered to less so like thin clothing to the, just like the vest and to the point where when she goes into the water, she loses the vest and she's just like the tank top in the, Mm -hmm. in the capris. Because the capris it's not like outwardly sexual, but no. it is just it's a, revealing. It's a it's a little nudge over about intimacy. Yeah, it because it, it's a it's a point of like vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. That's why it's happening. It's literally like those layers coming off because Ray is starting to become more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. She's gonna start asking these hard questions that she doesn't want to ask. Yeah, and so at least when they're giving Kylo those like <laughs> vulnerable moments, so they didn't do that right where she where like Kylo shows up when she's like right. In the bath, it's him being like, "What? I was just hello there. Hey, what's up? I was just changing. Hey. What's going on? I How haven't been you? sitting here like this for hours, waiting, waiting for you to show up again. This hey. is great. So you you get these moments of him in this kind of vulnerable state in the uh, in the use of costuming, and you because when even with the promotion of photos when they first came out, mm-hmm. you just kind of noticed that her V neck was just. A little deeper. Yeah. And it, it was. And even from that, you can tell that there's, there's going to be more romance in her storyline. That mm-hmm. her hair's down. Mm-hmm. And her... So something about her storyline is just going to be a little more intimate. Is mm-hmm. going to be 
a little more romantic. Mm-hmm. And in, like, whatever term you choose to use it for. Mm-hmm. Vulnerable, out there. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little more personal because yeah. you're seeing more of that. That's immediately what you think of when you, when you see that. But she also starts off in those bright tones. And then once we got promo images of her in darker tones, we went crazy. Because, <laughs> like, even in TFA, yeah. like, so many people just totally ignored the fact that she went from basically... Beiges a, to greys. To, to grey at the end of that film. And she's in that vest for the first part of the movie, and then she goes even darker yeah. past that. Mm-hmm. And a part of me was even interested that we don't see the, the light outfit again mm-hmm. at the very, very end of the movie. But we don't really... See that? I want to go into a little side tangent for a sec. Sure. Hot sec. Because we're the Knights of France. This is us. Let's do it. What's up? I think the time skip was originally in The Last Jedi. I think there's deleted footage of a time skip. Hmm. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Remember that footage of John as in the pilot stuff? Yes. And he had, like, different, different hair. hair. I think that's originally from a time skip. They're going to put it in this movie. I'm not sure they're going to put it in this movie. I think there's going to be a time skip in the next movie, but I think it was originally filmed for the end of The Last Jedi Mm -hmm. because you also have the broom boy scene, which that itself I think is a time skip Mm. because how that story with, I think it could be just a year, but how that story went from crate where no one else was there besides the resistance and the first order Mm. to like Canto Bite where they're already telling the story about how Luke Skywalker, the hero and the Resistance oh, yeah. was already having a hard time getting people to come to them. Mm-hmm. How that story got from there to there in such an instant amount of time, I think that it, that itself is a time skip. I think there was more time skip footage oh, yeah. that happened. Cause we, and mostly just because of what we saw with Finn with the haircut and the pilot uniform. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, uh, And you probably just saw, like, Ray wearing something else, too. Yeah. Like, but I don't think it's going to be... I don't, I think going into the next movie, I think Rey's still going to be dressed in dark colors. I, I hope so. I, I think she is definitely still going to be dressed in dark colors because she's still struggling with that. Like, she did reject Kylo's plan at the moment, but I definitely think, still think it's going to be lingering. She's, I think she's struggling a lot with these abilities and that things aren't going the way that she, she necessarily had, she had hoped, yeah. and she had wanted. And she could be in a darker place. And I like that she gets to have that character arc. Because you don't, you don't really get to see women play these complex characters. Yeah, no, because, again, we just talked about in Star Wars about how the girls were dressed in all light and, like, the purity of them. And I'm like, no, I, I'm so happy to see a main character that's a female struggle with this. Because mm-hmm. we got, we didn't even get that close with Ahsoka because she rejected it. Like, she's still a very good character, but she represented, like, the goodness of Anakin mm-hmm. that, like, that could have been. Like, she immediately rejected it. So, it's nice to see a character struggle with it, and that be, like, a main focus. Yeah, that, because, so, like, Ahsoka didn't really struggle so much with the abilities, with mm-hmm. the powers. She just more had flaws with the the order itself, mm-hmm. and so she didn't really go, she was just like, peace out, but I'm still... I'm so good. Confident in yeah. what I do by, like, seeing Ray struggle a little bit. I like it With coming to terms with these abilities and recognizing that she very easily could have become Kylo. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so 
we we see her become darker. I kind of hope that that stays a little true to her character. I cannot wait to see the first. I'll be very disappointed if it doesn't stay apart. Yeah, that we that we only really had that one movie with it. I, I mean, I could do I could have seven more movies with the sequel trilogy characters and yeah. I mean, I don't want seven more movies with the sequel trilogy characters because that's just more opportunity for bad things to happen that I don't want. But I, I, I don't want to. It's almost like I don't want to see that journey end yet because I don't feel like the struggle has lasted long enough. Because mm-hmm. I, that's what I, I love character struggle mm-hmm. and character growth, and that's just what I want to see. I want to see it too. But I want. Yeah, and so you like, like what I was saying before, just with the. The, like, state of undress, the hair coming down, Mm -hmm. the, even, like, Kylo taking off his glove. These are all costume choices. Yeah, this. These are all choices. When that glove came off, you're like, oh, spicy! What? I wish we could go back in time and see The Last Jedi again for the first time. But I want to watch us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because the second he took off the glove, I think I blacked out. And I know you. Spent- I just remember us reaching for each other because I was like, "You're getting the movie that you wanted." I I remember your face looking at me just with the, <laughs> and me just not believing what I was seeing like- in front of me. <laughs> oh man, what a blessing! Yep. I mean, we we get shirtless Kylo. We get him taken off the glove so he can touch fingies. Yep. Oh, what a. What a beaut. Takes off the glove. Like, with soaking wet Ray in her tank top and her, like, little blanket. Uh-huh. Being like, hey, want to touch fingies? And he's like, well, bam! He's like, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it! But, yeah, I think I think there's a lot to say in just terms of costume choices. And, like, with Snoke, it's an interesting... For him to be gold? Because it's, it's not what you usually would expect from bright colors, but because Snoke looks the way he does, uh-huh. you look at him for two seconds and go, that's a snick, that's a bad guy. Yeah. And you see him wear this these bright gold colors. Uh-huh. You wonder, or not wonder, but you you know this this gold doesn't come from this holy place, because yeah. a, go- a lot of time gold tones come from something more angelic. Yes. It's coming from this place of greed. greed. Yeah, it's still really, really good. Mm-hmm. Of... Because that was, uh, like, another thing I was pondering. Because the, the seams in Kylo's outfit, they're, like, they're, like, an off-white. You could maybe say they were gold. Like, does it have to do with... His royalty, like, maybe. Or I was going to say, well, like, Snoke's influence. No, maybe. Rather. Yeah. But I like it better that it's just, like, an off-white because that just means the goodness was in his blood the whole time. It's yeah. part of him. It's running through his veins. Yeah, I like that. That's my preference there, but they did not really talk about Kylo's other outfits. Uh-uh. And, like, I think overall we can talk a little bit about the Empire and just... In we- how the Empire tries to trick you? Well, generally I was going to say how they look like like German soldiers. Oh, yeah. And it's something I'll emphasize time and time again is that visual cues are does not equal one to one. You should hate Nazis a lot more yeah. than you should hate a fictional group of people. Yes. Like the Nazis to you, no matter what, should be way worse. Yeah. 
than any fictional thing uh-huh. ever. Because as as much bad and no good the Empire has done... They're still fake They've crimes. never killed an actual real person. Yeah. Like... Well, I, I also... I mean, that's why I think that they... I think that's why George even was like, we'll have them dress in white. Mm-hmm. Because, like, well, yes. the stormtroopers, yeah, but not, but, like, like, the officers. Some of them do. I mean, like, Krennic did. Oh, Krennic. You do have Krennic, yeah. Yeah, if you're high enough up, you, like, land in white, right? Or is it, like, a special... Oh, I think Krennic's just extra. Okay. But I'm like, but... Yeah, because, like, that's an interesting thing. Who breaks the mold? Because yeah. Krennic does break that... That mold. But Krennic was hardcore evil. <laughs> And, like, irredeemable, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, like, it's one of those things where, like, yes, you are supposed to have these symbolisms and you're supposed to do it. But George was like, okay, well, but they're not, they're not straight up Nazis, so let's, let's change it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, because you, you have, like, the, the, just the officers, the uniform mm-hmm. officers, which, yeah, the, the kind of, I think it's, like, the three-second rule that doesn't have to do with food on the floor. <laughs> it's... The you should be able to look at a character, look at a silhouette of a character, you look at the character and kind of know, be able to know where they fit in the story with mm, that. Yeah. And so you look at uh, an Empire uh, officer who's in just that very... Uh, Streamlined with that dumb hat. You're like, oh, that reminds me of the Nazi era. Yeah. They're probably not good guys. Yeah. But then you look at Luke Skywalker who's in this slouchy, white, mm-hmm. cute, little bag. Yeah, a little tunic top. Yeah, tunic like... top with a grin and floofy hair. And you're like, well, I'm rooting ah. for him. The saber colors in itself. The blue. Ah, that's like the sky. Red. Oh, that's like blood. Yeah. That's like fire. That's aggressive. You you see red and think more aggressive than this. Mm. It, and Red's a warning. We had, and that's not even like a learned trait no, either. That's, that's inside our DNA. Yeah, is that red colors will make us feel more aggressive, and green and blues will put you at at, ease. at peace. Which yeah. is why, like in high school, you'd always see teachers would put up green stuff during tests. At yeah. least our, my teachers would do that. And I'm not sure our well, blue stuff. A lot of our just classrooms were, and it, like, is that? Is that why so many chalkboards were green? Back in the day? <laughs> I don't think so, but we huh. can pretend like it is. Huh. Go deeper there. Huh. But yeah. yeah, no, like, that's... And that's why a bunch of, like, school colors are blue. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's why even... There's even, the like, studies in, like, esports games where they're like, is it fair to have one team be red, one team be blue? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, the... It's definitely not fair to have one team be the upper team and one team be the lower <laughs> team in League of Legends. Yeah. Let me tell you. It's true. And that's why I played in colorblind mode, one of the reasons. Because... Mm-hmm. But, because, uh, like, even... Uh, there's been a bunch of, like, online theories of it. But because the reason why they've settled that it is still fair is because, like, while the red team tends to be more aggressive, mm-hmm. the blue team will be more, like, calculated and strategic. So it's not... There's not an unfair balance. Mm-hmm. But it is shown that, like... The red team will play more aggressively, and the blue team will play more strategic, even if, like, it's the same team switching sides. Huh. It's just, like, in our DNA, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, uh, now I'm, like, thinking back on the Last Jedi with stuff, because with Leia, now that she, she wore, she's wearing darker colors in this one, because she's in mourning, that's mm-hmm. one thing. But Holdo, we never talked about Holdo, and she's probably, like, the 
most blatantly obvious uh-huh. c- costume choice mm-hmm. out there in this movie because she is immediate. You look at her, and it's part of her story. You look at her and you think, that's not a person who would be a strong military leader. Because that's too- literally Poe's first thought. Yeah. Is, huh, not what you'd think. People can't be smart and beautiful. That's, they can't wear dresses. They can't be pretty and feminine and also good and leaders. Purple hair? What was your train of thought going to be? Hmm. Okay. Something about Holdo and the purpleness and no. the femininity that Poe is rejecting. Rejecting a no. bit. And if it had been a light blue, I would have been like, haha, it's about strategy, but it's a purple. So it's like a balance. It's a good balance between aggression and strategy. Oh, you're right. Hmm. Hmm. Well, because her outfit is like a purple gray. Mm -hmm. So that actually goes really well because you're not, you don't really know if you're on Poe or Holdo's side. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew I was on Holdo's side, (laughs) but you don't, you're, you as an audience member, like, aren't really sure. And I think, I mean, a lot of people obviously took Poe's side. That's why they were so angry at Holdo. Because I think Poe deserved to know, and I don't think Poe did deserve to know. Because guess what? He did the exact thing he wasn't supposed to do, which was the reason why she didn't tell him in the first place. He didn't deserve to know because he had just gotten demoted. Because he didn't have the balance between aggression and strategy. Yep. He was just like, all aggression. Let's just kill a bunch of people. We'll get what we need. It doesn't matter if our people die. As long as we get the thing. That could be an interesting topic for our discussion on utilitarianism. You did it! Nailed it! You did it! Good first job. try. <laughs> More like 700th. But first try in, how long have we been recording? An hour. In an hour. So oh, there yeah. you go. So yeah, I think I think this is a good place to basically wrap up. I think this is a thing we could talk about for a very long time because mm-hmm. basically every time you think of like a new character, you're like, oh, them too. Uh-huh. They have a cool like costume journey, but I'm glad because like even like C3PO, how he's based <laughs> off of the uh, Metropolis robot. Yep. But they were like, no, except for he's gonna be a boy and he's gonna be a good character. But we like how the Metropolis robot looks, mm-hmm. so we're gonna change it up. There's just they rounded them out because wasn't it wasn't the Metropolis android more? She, she, was, she was more sharp. Right? She had. Like cheekbones, didn't she? Things to come out of her. Yeah, since I've seen it, but and then even there's like subtle stuff with Finn with how he has the black stuff underneath the jacket mm-hmm. originally, and which could just be where he's coming from. So this is where Finn is coming from. It's who he's running from, but he can't really run from who, where he, where his he, roots. his roots, you know. But then he and TFA. Or TLJ, he gets a light top to wear underneath the same jacket. Mm-hmm. So, is that kind of showing that he's moved he, on. he is moved on? That he's dedicated to the resistance side now. Mm-hmm. That he he was more run by his dedication to the resistance rather than his fear of the first order. Yeah. So there's some interesting interesting stuff in there. Look forward to see seeing what happens in the next movie, costume wise. Give me some Ben Solo and some light colors, please. Give me some... Give me some grays. Give me a leaked photo. Give me some purples. Oh my god. Kylo would be so cute in purple. He would be cute in anything, I'm just saying. But 
But his coloring with his dark hair and his dark eyes and his purple, that'd be good. I think so, too. Dang. We'll see. I, I mean, I think Kylo's going to be pretty absent in most of episode nine until about halfway through. That's how I... Because I think it's going to be the resistance, doing the resistance thing, and you're just going to see, like, what the First Order is doing, like, this is awful, and you're not going to see... I mean, we talked about this in the prediction. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to see what the fuck Kylo's doing until is like, okay, this is too much, I need to go talk to him. Opens the door, and he's, like, dead on the floor. <laughs> not actually dead, but... The, I think a lot of these these new guys mm-hmm. are villains that probably with Hux work together to kick them out, get this son of a gun out of there. Yeah, but anyway, thank you for listening to another episode of Who Talks First. I'm one of your hosts, I'm CT. I'm your other host, I'm Solo. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Dang.